Welcome to another episode of the Outdoor Scholars Podcast, where you get a chance to learn all about the only program in the country that keeps students involved in the outdoors while educating them on career opportunities within the outdoor industry. guys we're back with another special episode of outdoor scholars podcast i'm william crawford the host of this podcast and also the director of the outdoor scholars program we're coming live from uh, maryland marbury maryland for the flw collegiate national championship uh, we're here at smallwood state park uh, here on the potomac river uh, we've just finished up uh, the, this national championship 2019 uh, here with me today, I have J.T. Russell, one of our collegiate anglers for the University of Montevallo fishing team. Uh, he just finished a, a very impressive three-day run uh, here at the, the Collegiate National Championship. Uh, he did something that, that uh, not many guys had to battle through this week. He was fishing solo uh, without a partner, uh, so it kind of made things a little bit more difficult uh in, in the mix but uh jt congratulations on your your finish and uh uh tell us a little bit about uh about the tournament and how it unfolded for you yeah it was a fun week out there i uh i found some fish the first morning of practice um about 11 o'clock in the morning there was a previous tournament going on here the week before and the word on the street kind of was that it was real tough to get bit but i found this area and i got I think six bites in about 15 minutes so I knew I was on to something special so I kind of left that area and held off on it until the tournament and then uh, once the tournament got here first day came around I went in there and I caught 16 pounds seven ounces and about 20 fish and the second day I actually went to a different area that I got some more bites in and practice and didn't catch anything and came back in there and scratched up 15 pounds and an ounce from 10 until 245 so i knew it was something special going on in there and actually qualified for the final day and today i went out fishing not really knowing what to expect and man the fishing was great i probably caught 50 fish by myself today and my best five went for 17 12 and ended up in four so all in all great week a lot of fish and good time so coming into this this week, like t- tell our, our listeners kind of how you prepared and, and what was the, the initial plan coming into to fishing the Potomac River here and this being a place that you, you've never fished before? Yeah, it's definitely a, a, a big obstacle coming by yourself. You know, I had a lot of thoughts coming into it that fishing by myself, so it was obviously going to be harder to get the job done with only one line in the water instead of two. But coming into it, I figured since it's a shallow water fishery, primarily I was going to fish my strengths since I like to fish shallow and get up there on the bank and see if I could make something happen. I knew if I was going to do it by myself, I'd have to do it a way that I like fishing. And I got lucky and fortunate and found me a way that I could catch some fish, do them I like to do, throwing a chatterbait and flipping everything in sight. And that's what I did. When the, when the tide was at its highest point and its lowest point, I would flip. And then in between when it was rising and falling, I would throw a chatterbait and catch those fish and it just worked out good and ended up with a good fourth place finish well tell tell, tell our, our our listeners this you know being from alabama we don't deal uh with the tides and in, in the parts that that we fish uh at least not not much at all and and uh did did that have a a big factor coming in before you had a chance to to really see how it was going to affect things did did you 
Did you think about that or do any kind of homework looking at the tides as far as a schedule or anything like that? Right, yeah, and coming from Alabama, the only tidal system we have is the Mobile Delta down in South Alabama where it goes out into the ocean. And uh, I've only fished there two or three times and haven't really had much success. But a couple years back, I fished in a college tournament on Winyaw Bay that was a huge tidal system too and had about the same tide swing as this one. So I actually finished inside the top 12 there and figured that title system out and i used some of that knowledge of the rising and falling tides and what to throw when the tide was moving and then whenever it was uh at dead high or dead low and that kind of stagnant area right there so definitely use some of that information and then just kind of use that coming up here in this week thinking about the same how it would line up with other tidal fisheries well i know for me you know, coming into this tournament, knowing again the layout of of, of this fishery, is, and knowing that there's there's grasses and, and shallow water, and I knew that kind of fit into your forte, and and I even thought about uh, earlier in the week too about what you said, your your experiences on on Winya Bay and, and fishing the tide. So, uh, you know, I, I thought if if anybody was was going to have a, a a big shot at it, you you were going to be one of those those people. So. You know, going into to this final day, uh, they took the top ten into the final day. Uh, you were sitting in fifth uh, going into to this day. Uh, what was your goal when you left out this morning uh, from the boat ramp? Uh, what, what were you trying to set out to do, and, and what did you think you needed to do to, to come back and give yourself a, a shot? Yeah, going out this morning, I think I was – four pounds and some change out of the lead. So I knew I was going to have to do something big, and those guys were catching them good, the leaders from uh, Murray State. And I knew I was going to have to catch them good. So when I went out, I just was going to fish as hard as I could and hopefully come up with five good ones. And that's what I did. But unfortunately, they were two pounds short. But, I mean, I gave it all I had and left all I had out there. So can't complain there. Just didn't get the right bites. So so what, what was your, your average uh, – you know, size fish that you were catching, and and what was your biggest fish you think you you caught uh, over this this time uh, here? Not just in the tournament, but even in practice. Right. Yeah, I was catching a good size quality fish. I mean, I've never really had any dinks or small fish in my bags. I think the smallest fish I weighed in was like two and three quarter pounds all week. So, just Monday and today, I had a couple fish that were over the four pound line. Right. I think the biggest one I caught was probably. 4.3 or 4.4 pounds i never caught an actual big fish even in practice i never caught a big fish but i caught a lot of quality fish and i think that's what let me be consistent is my area had a lot of quality fish in it that were obviously a bunch of them there seeing how i ended up doing it three days in a row but there was a lot of quality fish in there not necessarily big ones because i never found a big fish the whole time i was here what's what's your thoughts on on you know, most tournaments, it seems like it gets tougher to, to catch a fish or the big fish, and, and you typically see the weights go down as the tournament goes on just due to pressure and, and different things like that, traffic on the water. Uh, but, but this tournament was a little different. It, it, it seemed like each, each day things got – the bags got a little bit heavier, and, and especially this day, today, uh, I mean, there, there were some big bags that, that rolled, rolled in compared to what was seen earlier in the, the tournament. What do you think was the cause of that? Yeah, you know, I don't know. It was it kind of shocked me too. I figured the weights would go down as well, but I know for as for me that I always tried to leave a little bit at my area. Like once I felt like I had a good enough bag and couldn't really upgrade anymore, I kind of left a little left it early and went and elaborated and tried to find another little deal out or something somewhere else on the lake. But 
today, I mean, I stayed in there all day long. I stayed in there from right at blast off until 25 minutes before weigh-in. So there was no holding back today. I definitely stayed in there and felt like I caught every fish in the creek by the time I left, but I obviously didn't. But um, I guess that's the only thing I can think is people held out on their spots and only caught what they needed to catch the first two days. And then the third day, they just really went and pounded them, and that's how they caught those big bags. So did you, you pretty much stay in the same location the the whole tournament, or did you, you bounce around a little bit and then finally just got comfortable with one spot? I know, you know, for most of the day-to-day, you were in that, that one creek channel. Uh, but uh, what as far as location goes, were uh, what were your, your tactics and, and stuff through through the tournament? Yeah, I stayed in that same creek the entire time, except for the second day of the tournament. I had another spot where I felt like I could go catch some keepers at real quick. So I ran there, and when I got there, there ended up being five other boats. I had a late boat number the second day, and there was already five other boats fishing down that grass line. And I was like, man, this is not good. So I got in there and fished with them for about an hour and didn't catch anything. And it didn't take me long to get headed back to where I caught those 16 pounds the first day. And when I got there, I ended up catching the 15.1 that I caught the second day pretty quick. Well, I know we talked a little bit after the, the tournament, and, and uh, you know, you said that, that you were very pleased with, with the way that you fished and, and the outcome of the tournament and that, you know, things kind of went your way. You didn't lose any fish or anything like that that, that was going to hurt you along the way and uh, didn't miss any fish, anything like that. But is there anything looking back, now after a couple hours of the tournament that that maybe you would have done different or like to maybe tried a little different to come out with a little different uh outcome the only thing i can think is not going to that different spot yesterday morning whenever i went to the it's called quantico bay i went in there and tried to fish in there and my primary area where i call on my weight is po monkey creek so i guess looking back i wish i would have just stayed in po monkey the whole time instead of trying to gamble and go to another creek because I feel like if I'd have been in Po Monkey first thing in the morning, the second morning, that I maybe, maybe I could have, maybe I couldn't have caught a better fish or something to help my bag out yesterday a little bit better. Well, you know, that's that's one of the things that uh, is always tough for a tournament angler, like when to, when to pull the plug and move on, when to stay somewhere and keep grinding, and, and that's one of those things you can always second guess yourself, what if, what if, but uh, you just have to kind of go with your gut feeling and whatever you think you need to do at, at that point in time. So tell tell our listeners, you know, we talked about the tide coming in, coming out, and how it affected things. Uh, you know, what was your choice of, of bait this week? What color, and, and how'd you go about fishing it? Right. Uh, I had two, or really three main baits that I caught my fish on this week, the ones that I weighed in at least. I caught them on a uh, three-eighths ounce jackhammer black and blue chatterbait with just a matching black and blue swim bait trailer and then i also caught fish flipping a green pumpkin and blue brush hog with a 316 ounce tungsten weight peg just flipping it around any hard cover i could find back in that creek and then when the tide dropped out and it was basically too shallow to fish the chatterbait or flipping the trees because it was also shallow i would throw a uh, just a black buzz bait over that millful and around those trees and those fish were uh, buried up in that millful and they would come out of nowhere and hit that bus bait talking about the tide again did i know we were back following you in, in that creek channel uh this this afternoon and you know there's we could definitely tell the the, the water was coming out of there and it was getting pretty shallow and it even kind of got tough to, to get out of there a little bit did you ever cross or, or was it in the back of your mind that 
you might get stuck back there. Yeah, today, um, this morning actually, the tide was real low, and we had this, today was the only day of the tournament where we actually had a, a full swing of incoming tide, and we almost got to see a full swing of outgoing tide as well. But this morning, I went back in the creek, in the very back of the creek where I've been fishing all week, and actually, almost, I was real, real close to having to get out of the boat and push ourselves off of this log that we got hung up on. I mean, I tried everything. I cranked the big motor up blue mud everywhere and then i got on the trailer motor went back and forth i got a boat paddle out tried to shove myself off this log and it was not having it luckily i got my cameraman to get up on the front of the boat and we both got up there and got to shaking the front of the boat around and somehow or another i'm not sure but the boat came off the log and we definitely almost got stuck a couple of times you got to watch out for that those low tides they'll definitely get you so talking about you were talking about being stuck and and, and all this is there some form of, of penalty uh, in, in the FLW College Series if you have to get out of your boat and push or anything like that? There's not in the FLW. The only rule is that you have to keep your hand on the boat at all times. So I could have got out and, you know, the water is only like knee deep back there. So I could have got out and kind of picked the back of the boat up and pushed it as much as I needed to as long as I kept kept a hand on the boat. And that's one of the important things to, to know as an angler. You know, we fish several different series, and they all have different rules for, for different tournaments and, and different places to go, boundaries and things like that. So it's very important, uh, you know, to pay attention and to know uh, your rules, uh, to, to know what you can and, and can't do. Going back to what you said about the, about the, the cameraman, you know, the, the final day here with the top ten at the FLW College National Championship – uh, there were cameramen and all the boats following all the guys around. There was boats with flying drones and getting great footage and stuff like that. Have you ever had the opportunity to fish with with a cameraman in your boat? Um, I haven't had one in my boat like today because that's the first big tournament like I've ever fished by myself. But I have had the camera boat follow me and just be like a boat behind me, you know. But I've never had the experience of the camera guy actually being in the boat like today. Does does that add any extra pressure? Do you think on what you're doing by having a, a camera guy following you around, making and, and getting your every move, and, and not just your every move, but this was on live uh, live stream on online. Yeah, you know, last night thinking about it, actually, I, I was nervous about it going in today, and then when I got there this morning, we had to be in the water 45 minutes before blast off, which is unlike me. I'm the guy to roll up like as they're calling my boat number and be like right on time so i was sitting there with nothing to do by myself in the boat so i guess i was just going to get to know my camera guy and i got to know him and we kind of hit things off right and we're buddies or whatnot i guess and uh you know we just talked and had a good time the whole time i never got nervous or anything it's like i just had a buddy in the boat that wasn't fishing and i started catching fish and once i started catching fish real quick it just relieved all the pressure and there was really no pressure i just was looking for a couple of big ones I know for, for the people that weren't able to, to, to make the trip up or, or just who enjoy fishing, you know, I, I kept getting texts and calls from people watching the live stream uh, today and, and just talking about how great a coverage it was. You know, they had live commentary uh, going on throughout the, the tournament uh, and, and especially today. And you kind of had some unofficial weights and, and things like that going on. So you kind of keep up with what everybody was doing and, uh, you know, I, I thought it was like you're following the pros around. So, you know, I, I, there's no doubt FLW did a, did a fabulous job at, at covering this national championship. And, uh, you know, I hope that, uh, that, that it happens again in, in future years. And, you know, 
we think the reason that that it was the way it was set up was because of the big tournament they had the the week before uh, on this same same lake with the the pro guys and and that's why the cameramen were still here and all so uh you know maybe that that will be a, a sign of things to come for this flw uh national championship so it was definitely excited to, to see and, and and for the the friends and families and sponsors back home to be able to watch and follow uh, because there's no doubt that the sport of, of bass fishing is, is taking off to, to new levels and, and being able to, to share that and showcase that is, is, uh, uh, is really cool. Uh, they also were filming for, for a television series that, that they're doing for the uh, FLW college series. So uh, not sure yet when that may air or when that may come on, but, but be looking for it. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure if you follow FLW on uh, Instagram or, or Twitter, uh, you'll see uh, that when that may be coming uh, to, to a TV near you. So, well, that, that wraps us up for uh, this podcast. But again, congratulations to JT Russell for his fourth place finish at the FLW Collegiate National Championship uh, here at the Potomac River. Uh, uh, you know, the, the University of Montevallo fishing team has had a, a, an outstanding year once again. Uh, last uh, two weeks ago, we fished in the uh, Boat U.S. Bass Pro Shops uh, National Championship. Uh, had a good little run in that. Uh, we finished uh, in the top five uh, in School of the Year points with that. Uh, now this national championship uh, with a fourth place finish for J.T. Russell. Uh, next week, uh, we have our state championship, our uh, Bassmaster State Championship there at Lay Lake, our home lake right down the road from the University of Montevallo. We're looking forward to that. Uh, so what's your thoughts now, JT, as you uh, go from this tournament and being on this high and getting ready for this next tournament this next weekend right in your own backyard? Yeah, definitely got some momentum going into a tournament right there 30 minutes from the house. So, I mean... I guess, you know, just go out there and fish around and try to find some big ones and maybe try to make something happen. Well, hopefully everybody will have a, a good show in there uh, with it being our home lake. And then uh, later on in August, we will fish the Bassmaster National Championship, which we have quite a few teams qualified for that. Right now we have five teams qualified for the Bassmaster National Championship uh, at Lake Chickamauga in uh, Dayton, Tennessee. And JT, you'll be there fishing that along with some of our other guys. So uh, we, we've got a, a busy summer ahead, and uh, we're off to a good start and just need to, to finish strong with that. So, again, we're uh, finishing up, wrapping things up here at the FLW Collegiate National Championship. Uh, thanks for listening to this podcast, and check back with us soon to see how the University of Montevallo bass fishing team uh, does to end up the year and uh, see who knows where we may be hunting or fishing with the Outdoor Scholars Program. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk with you soon.